0: Welcome back to another episode of Broadway Babies. You can find us on Twitter at bway_babies underscore Babies and on Facebook at Broadway Babies TV. I'm Stephanie Anderson.
1: And I'm Noelle Hannibal.
0: This week, we're going to um, finish up our talk on some of the shows of uh, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber.
1: Why don't we start with Jesus Christ Superstar? I have well, I have things to say about Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> <Things
0: to say. laughs> Oh yeah, go ahead. One of my favorites. That's probably, and that's my top my top five for sure.
1: you know, i I loved Jesus Christ Superstar when I was really young, and then I went through a phase where I was like so sick of Jesus Christ Superstar. And I think mm. it was just because, like, you know, being in theater school and, you know, in, in college and, like, everybody's talking about Jesus Christ Superstar. Sure. And sure. it just got to the point where I was like, um. and then there was the whole, like, debate of, which is better, Jesus Christ Superstar or Godspell? And I mm. am a person that leaned, um. I leaned more towards the Godspell, like, Godspell is something I grew up with my sisters watching and, um, you know, it, it was kind of more my, my style. I think Jesus Christ Superstar was maybe like a little too heavy for me when I was younger. Recently, however, I'd say in probably the last 10 years or so, I've started listening to it more and more. And, um, uh, the, the television one with, with, uh, John legend and, and Sarah Bareilles. Um, i realized while watching that god this music is so good like this this is really great so much so that when they repeated again it again last year on easter i watched it again you know I was like and i mean also that the wonderful justin matthew Sargent, who we interviewed last season on broadway babies was part of it and he was john legend's understudy but it really kind of um re-peaked my interest in the show and i do have that original like concept album the the one that opened right up. I, i've still got my copy of that as with you know the other other shows we're going to talk about and the like evita that we talked about in our last episode but um yeah i think i think I really just went through a phase where I was just tired of hearing about it. You know, it's just okay, 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 enough about Jesus Christ Superstar. I go through phases with a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber material.
0: True, yeah. You
1: know, it's like, I love it, I love it, I love it. And then I'm like, okay, I don't need to listen to that for a while. Um, And this is one of those shows for me.
0: Yeah, well, for me, I... I I still love the show. There are specific moments, musical moments, and scenic moments that really still get me, and they get me every time, like every time. Um, I have not seen, well, no, I have seen many productions of this particular um, piece, um, because, you know, we're in the community, and this is one of the kind of staples in a lot of people's, you know, war chests when they're doing shows, whether mm-hmm. it's theater or, you know, um, um, the CLOs that we have out here, the Civic Light Operas or anything like that. So um, I have seen it a lot, but it's just one, it's that one particular scene where I, I almost, I should say, almost every performance or almost every production I've seen really gets me. And that's Gethsemane. That mm-hmm. just levels me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, uh, I I don't, it, even though it's in my top five, I, w- I loved it and I did listen to it quite a lot. But like you said, not as much as Godspell. Like Godspell it was probably, uh, I was probably on the, uh, I was probably in the Godspell camp if we're going to go. those two Mm um never tire of god's bill um but then i i i I would come back to it because i almost didn't even watch the john legend the production of john legend because i was like oh listen again like i don't really need to see it Mm -hmm. but i said let me watch it and then you know listening to the music listening listening to the um Uh, listening to the opening number, listening to the opening music, that, that brought a lot of things back for me. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I forgot how much I love that. I forgot how much I love that, you know, little bits and pieces of songs and people. And yeah, so I think it's one of those where I have to once again, hear it and realize, you know, it's really not that I think it's because it's so saturated in in every, you know, musical theater community is usually mm-hmm. one of the ones that is a go-to. I think yeah. it's probably what it is. But yeah. um you can't beat the music. Like I said, that opening when the band kicks in, I'm like, I'm here. I'm yeah. I'm ready. Let's watch. Let's yeah. go.
1: <laughs> I have yeah. to say, like I a lot of people have have because I did I produce rock musicals here in Montreal so many people have said oh you should do jesus christ superstar you should do jesus christ superstar and it's a show that hasn't been done here um at least professionally in a long hmm. time in the tour like the tours don't a lot of the tours don't come here so it's something that i have considered doing even though it wouldn't it probably wouldn't be even be in my top 10 of shows that i would want to do I try Uh my best to cater to um, the audiences in Montreal and the shows that I've selected is because I want shows that cross over to more than just musical theater lovers and people outside of the musical theater community know Jesus Christ Superstar. So it's a show that I think people would come to. Um, The the televised thing, the Jesus Christ Superstar Live, my thoughts on that were... Brandon, Victor, Dixon, all the yes, like 100% yes, -hmm. totally sold. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a lot of complaints about John Legend. And what I thought about it was, first of all, I found it kind of refreshing to have his take on it because he doesn't have the traditional Jesus voice vocals it's very you know his his voice is very different than what we're used to hearing of people in that role well,
0: we're used to you know power rock yeah you know yeah you ted neely versus yeah good luck
1: on that ted neely still tours with it and still sings it like Absolutely. i follow him on instagram and it's he's incredible Yeah, me too but i have to say that like i really liked john legend i really i don't know what it was about him that made me not be you know judgy over okay this isn't how and maybe it's because i i'm not as passionate about the show as so many other people are but i found it kind of refreshing to have to hear his take on it and i thought that he did i thought he did a really great job um, yeah, I thought he did a bang job.
0: The cool thing about Jesus Christ Superstar and the of uh, another show that we're going to talk about today, which is Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, is that you can go as far as production, as big as a you know live TV event, or as small as you need to for a community theater or even a church. Um, a church production and I and I know that was particularly why um, Sir Andrew did it in the first place I know he did that for Joseph it was meant for churches to do you know pageants or whatever um so that uh, the I think that's part of its um charm and and the strong um lyrics and and the strong score the score is so strong Mm -hmm. um that you you don't really have to rely too much on so much talking again I know I talked about this last week but I am a sucker for a show that has zero talking Mm -hmm. but I am all in y'all can sing the whole entire libretto and that'll be it for me and I'd be good Mm -hmm. if the story is you know you know if the song and the libretto and everything is is worth that. Um, But again, I I think that show really, I I think that's why it is so widely known and so widely done is because anybody can do it. Now, I kind of think that even with even with that, it it does take. I'm thinking from like a cat, I'm thinking from a casting production producer, standpoint mm-hmm. how that works and casting and I mean it does take a lot of folks to make that engine run <laughs> um, while it you can downscale it and you can make it as simple as possible as far as a set it's still it, it's still quite a Herculean um, undertaking
1: for sure yeah
0: um, but yeah I, I it's pro- again one of my top five favorite shows um, and it's always lovely to hear that opening guitar riff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, that kicks off the show with the... He he just writes such wonderful music. I, I can't... It's the, one, e- it's, it's
1: the earworm. It's the thing that it's like you hear that one little piece. We I think we talked about it last week. You know, that one little piece that is woven throughout the entire mm-hmm. score um, that brings you back and back and back, you know, every time you hear it. And and for sure, like anytime I hear that, like I, I will I'll stop. Where, where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? Where's that
0: coming from? <laughs> the music is good. The libretto is hot. It's I love it. Love yeah. it. Any anyway, while we're on the subject, can we just talk about Ted Neely and how amazing he still is? What?
1: Do you follow him on Instagram as well? Like, yes. I love his what? I love his content. I cannot believe that how old is he? Like seventy something? Yeah, he's gotta be seventy something, right? And he can yeah. still I mean, okay. He can... to be fair, mate, I have not checked, but it's entirely possible that lowered I, I like I don't know. I haven't actually like Okay, let's see if it's the same. Let's see if he's singing all the same notes. But he's, man, he's still. Got... It doesn't really matter. To right? me. I yeah. mean, he's already
0: he's already laid out the map for this particular role. Like, yeah. most people know him in that
1: uh-huh. vein,
0: as well as Carl Anderson. Yep. Not, I mean, those two to me, like.
1: Yeah, it is so true. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I am I I implore you listeners to follow Ted Neely on Instagram. He still tours like Europe, but he's still he'll still do like oh, obviously, still obvious, obviously not in the last you know year, but he's still touring the to show. That, yeah. He's still doing this show, yep. he's still playing this role role and he is still singing the show out of it. Like it's just incredible. My gosh. I think-
0: uh, from my understanding, is he was just going to do it for a little while. Like a little mini tour. Yeah. But it did so tremendously well that they were like, we're just going to do a full out blowout tour. And and that's what he's been doing.
1: Yeah, he's I mean, unreal. <laughs> I did see
0: a, unreal. I did see a clip on YouTube of Kim a few years back um doing gethsemane and it's still as beautiful as it was back back when i was a kid yeah um he 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 has literally been blessed because uh, to hit those notes and even if it is i don't know i can't remember if it is or not lowered it might be just a skosh Mm. but even still even with that it just is a testimony to his um, musical acumen. I mean, yeah, yeah. golden throat,
1: totally, golden. totally. I, uh, I, I mean, I that song. I, I, yeah, that
0: whole I scene mean, just wraps.
1: Maybe I don't. I don't remember ever hearing like anybody bad doing like butchering that i i've i've been, I've been yeah. l- lucky enough that i haven't heard anybody butchering that song but every single time like head to toe goosebumps i i just like my it's like a full body reaction it's
0: just, it's, me just I
1: oh. it's just gorgeous it's just gorgeous joseph next joseph poor poor joseph what she you going to do
0: what are you going to do? <laughs> so, <clears throat> this little gem for me is numero uno. Always has been, always will be. Um, I used to have all of the concept albums I could get my my hands on. There were at least two that I recall um, that were done in the late 60s, early 70s um, of of the show. So, I had concept albums as well as... Like the you know the original Broadway version, and then I have like the Jason Donovan version, and then oh I did get Michael Damian. I should have done that, but I didn't. Michael Damian. Um, <laughs> Michael Damian. Um, and I didn't have Donny. Sorry, Donny. Aww. <laughs> I love Donny. Donny Donny's um,
1: gonna be the one that that people are most familiar with, right? Because it was the filmed.
0: Right, it's the film version. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, again, along with uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, I think Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat is probably one of the more well-known shows of uh, Mr. Andrews. And um, I think it was back in the days when he was actually writing. We talked about this before. But, um, we just talked about it, but, um, he was writing for churches and children's groups and churches to do, um, to explain some of the stories, um, and passages from the the Bible. So, um, there's the list is so long on this. It's, It's the same thing with this show that it is with Jesus Christ Superstar for me. Um, I will never tire of this show ever. It's not like Joe, J, um Jesus Christ superstar where it's it, I have to, you know, I, I have to hear the music to kind of recall like, oh, this is actually a really great libretto. Um, Joseph will always be my absolute favorite. And from the opening, you know, from the opening music to the very end where they added a mega mix, <laughs> um the the last run. Um, they didn't have a mega mix originally, um, when I saw it the first time, um, again, the music speaks for it. I mean, the whole show, maybe one person says something or two people say Mm -hmm. something that are spoken. but the, the music speaks for itself. Once again, give me a show where there's lots of music and lots of dancing. I'm there. And this one, I think probably kind of took me by surprise. I remember going to see, I remember seeing the, I, but I remember the narrator because I ended up meeting her years later. And I told her of the instance and why this was important to me. Um, well, we'll go back to that, but the show itself, again, beautiful music, the lyrics were amazing. And I love how um just kind of short, sweet, and to the point. I Me mean, again, you could draw out the show and make it a two-hour show if you want to, but mm-hmm. really, it was 90 minutes, no intermission.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's great. Jam-packed with music, lots of dance, great performances. It's just a fun, it, it's just a fun show, and the meaning behind the show and having faith in the you know, having faith in, in yourself and in, in uh, a higher being that is going to um, help you work things out that, Mm -hmm. that to me was important. Um, It was just, at that time I was very, um, I was spiritual and religious all at the same time. Now I'm kind of moving away from religion so much, but embracing more of my spirituality. So it still lends itself to um, trusting and trusting, having enough faith in, I don't know how to describe it, having enough faith Hmm. to believe that things are gonna work out. Um, And even in dire times that uh, it's only temporary, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that you you will make it through. And you know, in the heights that Joseph made it.
1: Oh my goodness, I it, it's 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 interesting because so many people I know love Joseph so much. I mean, it's kind of a similar thing with Jesus Christ Superstar to me. I never really fell in love with it. Um, I like it. I like it. It's good. It's catchy. I don't mind going to see productions of it, but it's not something where like it's not something that i would think to put on i have the album of one of the albums at least like you were talking about all your different versions for me that was hair i have like every hair version like weird funky things right. i've got like every hair version um but i like joseph was just not a show that i ever thought oh i'll put it on I've hummed, you know, I've hummed the songs that come out of seeing the show, and I'm humming the tunes, and I know all the words, and I, you know, but I, you know what I mean? Like there, there are some yeah. shows where you leave the theater and you put on the, the album, like, like. With Phantom, which of course we'll get to, Phantom was a show where when I left the theater, I listened to it and listened to it. I had a cassette that got worn out. <laughs> absolutely, was, absolutely. But Joseph was never that show for me. And like I said, I like it, and I think I've never seen a bad production of it. I I like yeah. the idea behind it, the story. I like the you know the ninety minute runtime. Um, the music is catchy. I always love the costumes. You know. It's, but it's just never been a show where I'm like, oh, I want to listen to Joseph. So it's, and I think that that is a a thing that I have with a lot of these shows that we're talking about these two weeks, that there, there aren't a lot of them where I would think, oh, I really want to listen to that. And it's not that I don't like them because I do, you know, I don't dislike them. I just don't become passionate enough about them to not take it out of my cd player for like a month which you know certain shows that all i'll listen to like a month you know i can't stop i just on repeat but it's there are very few of the shows that we're discussing in these two weeks of the lloyd weber stuff that 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 are like that in fact probably only one Cats. Um, I'm just looking yeah. at the list. Yeah, I mean, I really, it, it really. It's,
0: pro- me. yeah. it's
1: probably only cats. Uh, the, uh, to be fair, I went through a period where Song and Dance was on heavy rotation, primarily because of Unexpected Song, but also because you know, Bernadette Peters and like her singing Tell right. Me on a Sunday was just, just gorgeous. And I was I was living in in Ireland at the time, and I think the show was only being done in the UK I think it's oh, the, okay. the West End so I had like again the cassette or whatever um but really yeah I like it it's not that I don't like them I just don't become They're as totally pa- I just don't become as passionate about them as mm-hmm. I do other composers and other shows so you know joseph I'd have
0: to is say, I'm really that way about or there's two cats i'm pretty passionate about that one yeah um and joseph those are the the two yeah now, i i absolutely love phantom that's my other one that's my jam for some reason i'm just pulled in and i you know whenever i it it comes across i'm like you know i think i'm gonna watch that <laughs> it's one of those yeah um but yeah, there. Joseph has always been that way for me. And part of that was, there was something about, once again, something about the score that just really um, touched me. And I'm, and, and I've just, it's just been that way from the get go. And I remember seeing the show. This was when I was still kind of thinking about what I wanted to do with my life was I going to try and attempt to do this acting thing or was I going to, you know, go the traditional route and do something that would make me money
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: or, you know, I could make a living at, I'm mm-hmm. doing air quotes. Yeah. Um, so it was either that or go into, um
1: Or the the backup plan. Went to see the show and I was
0: expecting (laughs) uh, when I went to see the show, I was expecting Lori Beachman as the narrator. Um, And for those of you who do not know who Lori Beachman is, she was um, a Broadway performer. Exceptional voice. Like, holy crap amazing 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 um and we uh, lost her um i believe cancer
1: yeah i think I so think.
0: Yeah. um but uh she, she will all i mean that's how i knew her is that she was the original i believe the original narrator on broadway so when it toured i thought well you know we're showing clips of the broadway tour so i mean the broadway show so i thought that's who we were gonna get I think uh, when it came through, um, well, I know. So when we were talking about buying programs, you always, I mean, as a kid, you would definitely get the little playbill, Mm -hmm. but you gotta have, you know, beautifully printed full color program to go with it, the huge programs. And, um, And flipping through it, it wasn't, it wasn't the Broadway cast that was in programs, it was the tour cast. And I open it up and the narrator's a black woman. That just changed everything for me in that moment. And I was so excited. We, you know, my mom and I shared our program and I open up, and like, mom, look, look, look. And she's, uh, we were both very excited just to say the least because we do a little thing that we count all the little chocolate people in the groups Um, (laughs) we've done that forever and a day I don't know what it is about that but we count Um, and the actress's name was uh, Sharon Brown her father is um, Johnny Brown who used to play Mr. Bookman on Mm -hmm. uh, Good Times Mm -hmm. and to see her up there Leading the show, pulling the show along in that in, in those shoes, it was a, such a refreshing and amazing thing to see. Because for me, that it was not necessarily a validation, but it was excitement that we are there, like we we can we are seen. Here we are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, so that's probably why it means a lot to me. Two is because uh, of, because of uh, seeing Sharon. Um, and then flash forward, like a million years later, um, working with a uh, children's theater company out here, we, you know, artistic director decided to do Joseph and he's like, and you will be the narrator. He's like,
1: yes! oh my God,
0: the dreams come true. <laughs> and um, yes, um, so that was fun. But uh, to be able to kind of step into that role and 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 think about, you know, so many years prior thinking, oh, I don't know if I could ever be able to, I will be able to do what she's doing and mm-hmm. end up doing, that's amazing. Yeah. But I think that, I mean, it has a lot of sentimental value to it for mm-hmm. me, that show, but it's also such a good show. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: love it.
0: It's a good show. I'm hoping it, it gets another revival. I know people get sick and tired of these, old shows coming back but there's a reason why they come back and it's a mm-hmm. reason why they're successful mm-hmm. like i bet you, bottom dollar <clears throat> if they did a revival of joseph once again it would it would do quite well
1: you know it you mentioned um Coming back with a revival like well i mean phantom has been running for what 27 years now or something like that right. on broadway right. but but with the 25th anniversary and they did the tour and they they changed some things
0: uh yeah they did yeah
1: you know, they, they changed, changed t- staging and some they changed some staging members. they changed some stuff yeah. they changed yeah and um so the first time that i saw Phantom, I had the, I had the album, the, I guess the original album that came out was, must've been London cast. Um, and then I think I had the Broadway one and then the tour came through. And when the tour came through, which would have been, I want to say it must've been 89 when the tour came through LA. Um, and I can't remember where it was, if it was at the Schubert or if it was at the Amundsen. Um, but Michael Crawford was on that tour. I just like, that was a show that of, it's it's my favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber show. Just, second favorite, just under Cats. And it's because of the similar thing to Cats with the the spectacle of it. Right. So the the set, the costumes, the chandelier, the chandelier, the epicness of that refrain, uh, that, uh, you know, that that organ. There are many. Just, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's true. (laughs) Um, Like I that was a show that that cassette was just in my car until it wore it was probably two cassettes until it it got worn out. Um, So. When the 25th anniversary tour, the 25th anniversary tour came to Montreal, which I was super excited about because I had not seen the show in since right. 1989 or whatever. So, you know, what I remembered of it, I wouldn't, I didn't, wouldn't necessarily notice some of the changes, you know, I just wanted like that spectacle thing. And I mean, I got like... First of all, our seats were right underneath the chandelier, which was nice fantastic <laughs> you know, like it was, so it was great. Um, but, yeah, I think the 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 music of Phantom is so epic, and just everything about the spectacle of it is why it's so high on my list. Just-
0: whole picture. just.
1: Look at the whole
0: picture. It's a beautiful story. It's beautifully done. Let's put it that way. It's beautifully done. It's a tragedy, Mm -hmm. if you're really looking at it. It's a tragedy.
1: Yeah, Team Raúl over here. Same. You know, I mean, Eric. Eric is Eric is a creeper dude. What can I say? Team Raúl.
0: He literally <laughs> gaslights her. He <laughs> gaslights her. The Phantom <laughs> gaslights her. Makes her think it's he's really one thing when he really isn't. Like he, yeah. what do they call that? Not fishing, baiting. What do they call that? Catfishing. Um...
1: Catfishing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, it's nice. Well, what does that say about me that that's my second favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber musical after Cats? <laughs> I, first of all, I choose, it, I choose felines first over humans. <laughs> I mean, I mean is, to be you're fair. You're not romanticizing
0: it like, oh, I want this kind of, oh, how romantic. Very I'm sorry. True.
1: But to be fair, like I would, I would choose Cats over most humans anyway. So that is... Yeah, well, I mean, that's a pretty. Um, if they had a show
0: called Dogs, I would do the same.
1: Pretty realistic assessment of me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, so. You know,
0: there's there's suspending suspend, there's, there's the disbelief, and there's like really going hardcore, like
1: yeah. parkour
0: into it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: come on back honey come on back yeah, yeah. enjoy what you're seeing enjoy it yes immerse yourself in it for the moment and then just come on back and yeah. really think about it like I mean I, I I've thought about it a lot too even over the years like wow he really is just a fucked up dude and he's then, a creeper totally and there's no saving him
1: no, that's like, really isn't. That's
0: the other thing. People, you know, romanticize it, "Oh, she could save him." No.
1: Yeah. Well, and then there's of course Love Never Dies, which to be to be fair, I don't really feel the need to give any airtime to Love Never Dies because it died. <laughs> And like, let's
0: just say that it has nothing to do with the performers at all.
1: My musical director lent me his Ian lent me his DVD of Love Never Dies, and mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think I finished it before. Oh, it. I finished it. I don't think I finished it because I was like, mm, nope. I, I just was like so not interested, even a little, in it completely just like no why Phantom doesn't need a sequel it ended the way it ended because it ended the way it it, like you know
0: i I finished it i watched the entire thing and i was still like (laughs) what
1: why does this exist exactly (laughs) Yeah, and so be, in the in the interest of there are very few things that we talk about that we don't actually like. I think it's more fair to just not talk about it, really. All right, moving on. Yeah, but yes. Well, we could
0: talk more about Phantom because that that, like you said, it, I I don't think before Phantom anything had ever been that lush on that grand a scale Mm
1: -hmm.
0: if you think back to a lot of the shows that were hits before it i mean that was they really kind of changed the way um putting on a production was done Mm -hmm. really um
1: masquerade is still just like that's the one thing that always that on the stairs with the costumes, oh and my the, god! The voices the and the just like, oh, I was obsessed. Coming
0: from a, a costume background, yeah. When that, I I will never forget that opening. Yeah. For Act Two, my jaw was like,
1: yeah, it's gorgeous. and I
0: say every time I just wanted everybody to just stop, so I could look at every costume.
1: Yeah. Just stop.
0: <laughs> Not just the music the music is gorgeous, too Matt the whole number is just phenomenal, but the visual on that,
1: yeah,
0: and oh, just sumptuous, just like whew, and the textures and the and the material and the oh my God, and then the whew, so good, and then when the fan comes in in his costume, I'm like. <laughs> So you wanted to top yourself by do okay, I see.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, it
0: kind of helps that the costume designer and the set designer were the same person. That kind yeah, of
1: helps. For sure, it helps a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that kind but, of helps. Yeah, I mean, so I I consider myself very lucky to have, and I did go see it. I think I saw it three times that run in L.A., that first first national tour. I consider, oh, I myself, three. I consider myself very, very lucky that yeah. I saw Michael Crawford because, like, I don't think I will ever see another actor play the Phantom and think that they, not not that it's a competition, but Michael Crawford is just always going to be my Phantom. He just, just is. I, I saw
0: Michael it. Crawford and then he left, and then I didn't see Robert Guillaume. I was mad about that. I didn't get to see him. But I did see uh, who was his replacement? Um, mm. Davis Gaines. That's it.
1: Oh, Davis Gaines. Like, yeah.
0: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw Davis Gaines as show. Great
0: things about Robert Guillaume. Yeah. I mean, when you're not it's one of those things how how you remember somebody from the first time that you see them Mm
1: -hmm.
0: most times you go back to that moment
1: Mm -hmm. even
0: if they've gone on to something huge or they were already huge at the time it's 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 weird but um I I I didn't get to see him and I was really disappointed because first of all I loved him as Benson like
1: oh my gosh I love that show loved him loved
0: him and he was pearly and uh pearly victorious well not Pearly, which was the musical version of Pearlie Victoria
1: mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> Loved him, not. so I mean I knew he was I knew his background was theater um, um, and I can't remember why we didn't get to see it well I, I say that because um, I used to work during the time that Phantom was um, housed at the Schubert right across the street was the um, uh, the shopping center there
1: Mhm.
0: And I used to work at Disney. Many stores.
1: a night spent eating at that McDonald's before or after the show. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so
0: um, I used to work at the Disney store across the street in the shopping center, <clears throat> and there was a group of us. We were theater nerds, um, and we knew that Phantom had moved in, and of course we were going to go. So we, we used to go quite often, actually, because <laughs> all we had to do was, like you said, go have something you know, we would clock out because we usually work during the day. And then we were off by like five or something clock out. Sometimes we even go to the show in our costumes, you know, <laughs> um, finished with work. And we didn't have any, we didn't bring anything because it, sometimes it would be on a whim, like literally do you want to go see the show today?
1: And then there's yeah, like 20, it. those like $25 rush, student rush or whatever seats. Yeah. Yeah. So Last row.
0: <laughs> yeah, we saw quite a lot. We didn't yeah. care. We are like, we're oh, in the same place where Michael Crawford is. <laughs> you know, we were, we didn't care. We loved it. Yeah. Um, But my, a good friend Karen was her name. Karen, um, Karen and I would used to go all the time. <laughs> And um, I remember the first time after Michael Crawford left and Davis Gaines took over. um, We were, our jaws were on the floor because his interpretation was totally
1: different. Yeah.
0: I mean, and I love Michael Crawford, but that Davis Gaines, I mean, he put the sexy in the sexy in it. (laughs) <laughs> Not to say that Robert I'm saying that Michael Crawford wasn't. I, I think what I loved about Michael's performance was his his passion and his pathos was so interwoven into his, mm-hmm. and I I loved that. But that day it was Gaines, he put he put it on you, <laughs> and let me tell you, the ladies were. I, we weren't just the only two, but ladies would walk out and I'd be like, <laughs> totally different experience altogether. It was like, Oof. is it yeah. hot in here? It's hot in here.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> it's hot in here, right? It's
0: hot. The
1: <laughs> camera so it's hot. Yeah.
0: Dave's, games.
1: Dave's game. Dave's game. But I'm <laughs>
0: and, Yeah, he was amazing. And he, he was... Um, he was much more intense, I think, in his portrayal of it. And he had more of a, uh, like I said, a sensuality kind of thing to him that than Michael Crawford did. Michael Crawford had that, um, like I said, passion, and he, there was an intensity, but it was very, very different. Which is why I love going to shows, like you said, because you get to see a variety of takes. Like. Ted Neely is to Joseph, I mean, mm-hmm. Joseph, he's price superstar. Michael Crawford is to Phantom. Mm-hmm. You cannot, there's nothing that you can do to try to top that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: their performances. You just have to put whatever you can and do it from from where you are.
1: Yeah. Which is what
0: Ramin, Ramin does all the time. Yeah. Um, amazing.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: I think he's a merger of the two.
1: Yes, I think you're, it, it it's a good assessment that he's maybe a combination of the two, but like, if anybody, if there was a way to knock Michael Crawford out of the park, it, it's, it, it's going to be Remy. Like, he's just, yeah. just the voice alone. Like, Michael Crawford doesn't have that kind of, vo- he's got a great voice. And I mean, he's like musical theater royalty, right? And, and Right. from films but and see, from everything but a completely different kind of musical theater performer well i, I mean it
0: for me when he was first when i his first his name first came up i was like where do i know that name from where do i know that name from and hello dolly with barbara yep. streisand happened to be on and i went yeah really
1: okay but I mean, I mean,
0: total, which should tell you range. I yeah,
1: mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Range. Yeah.
0: Um, And well, and Ramin is also t- an excellent actor. I mean, yeah. he really puts it in there. Yeah. My top choice for Christine will always and forever be Sierra Boggess. Holy yeah. cow.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure what? Yeah.
0: When I first saw that, um, when they did the, kind of the staging for the anniversary and she mm-hmm.
1: stuffed I'm like, oh my God, Ariel. I love her. I know.
0: Oh so I was ready anyway. Cause you know, Ariel's my girl. Anyway.
1: Um, she, um, incredible, she is incredible. Like just incredible. Just I
0: incredible. Mean, and her, I'm going to go back, not just her vocals. Cause her vocals are in, Insane. Insane. And I was just watching a, a documentary about the the um the development of uh Little Mermaid, the the makings of the Little Mermaid on Broadway, and how a lot of the um her fellow actors were talking about her and how consistent she always was mm-hmm. performance wise. She's consistent, yeah. and I'm like you can tell like yeah i mean just by how she is on stage she's to me is yeah i will forever see her as ariel but also christine
1: (laughs) but also christine yeah she's amazing yes
0: Yes. so those two powerhouses together you know you can't you can't go wrong yeah You, you really can't
1: yeah so phantom despite its problematic book it's very problematic <laughs> it's very problematic i still nice. uh, i still nice. i would still you know like if it came through here again on tour just like cats Same. i, I would still it. go and see it again you know um before we run out of time <laughs> Three hours later. Before we run out of time, I want to talk a little bit about um I don't know if there's anything else you want to touch on, but I want to touch on um School of Rock a little bit. Just yes, um Sierra again. Yes, again. Sierra. <laughs> um okay, so Alex Brightman, who of course was most recently Beetlejuice. Um oh,
0: brilliant.
1: As Dewey Finn. Um School, brilliant. Of, school of Rock, it's like that film, it, it's one of my favorite films. I totally love that film. I love Jack Black. I love, love Junkie, Um But when I heard it was being made into a musical, I was like, that's going to be hard. That's going to be hard. Me. You know, good like love. that's going to be hard because who are you going to get that's going to be as good as jack black as it like carry like, that it, it yeah just you know and i just i just wasn't sure i was really and then of course like you have to have kids that play instruments and that you know like th- there were all these these factors that in my mind i was like mm, i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know and then the show came out and mm-hmm. i went to see it And I was like, "Okay, I can separate the two. I can separate this from the film. And all I can say is like, Alex Brightman, Alex Brightman, Alex Brightman, Alex Brightman, Alex Brightman. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I loved the music. The kids were fantastic. They were amazing. They were amazing. I had so much fun at that show." Um, but the thing that I think I love even more about than than the show itself which I just I had a blast at was what they did um, what they did they made licensing available to schools who wanted to do School of Rock for free nice that's not something for those of you who are listening to license a show it's you know, it's upwards of a thousand dollars if you're going to do a run for like a week or whatever, you know, school, school shows are a little different because usually you've got the junior edition, which is a, a shortened version of a show. It's like it fits into a compact hour. Um, so I just loved that to make this show accessible to schools, which it should be because it features a cast of children. Right. Um, you know, it's not kids doing Hello Dolly, right? It's kids playing kids, you know, making it accessible, making making it accessible to schools, and I think community groups as well. If I'm not mistaken, I mean that
0: harkens back. I mean, that harken back to you know Joseph making that readily accessible for for kids. I mean, it right. was written expressive for that school of rock. I I. I I have to be honest I was like good luck trying to get that done because again <laughs> who are you going to find to top Jack Black yeah like who are you finding who, who can handle that
1: because yeah because
0: he really does carry the show I mean that's yeah. Dewey is what it's all about yeah um but um I started when when they were loading in actually I was in New York when they were loading in I was there like the week before because we were doing Bear at uh the bare um the 54 below 54,
1: thing yeah the 54
0: below thing yeah and so I would walk past them like I want to see this show but it's <laughs> not here yet <laughs> but um I did see clips and stuff yeah I I was blown away yeah that I really was excited to see it it looked like it was um going to be really good the kids I just oh. well the kids were on was it Letterman? Yeah. They did the they did the the late night circuit yeah. run. So I did see several performances of theirs. Um, um, you're in the band was. You're the, in the
1: band, yeah.
0: And I just I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this show so much. It was so good, so good. And then of course my girl Sierra, she was there again. I'm like, there she was. I Love that consistency. Come on, girl. And <laughs> I. Uh, well and this was such a different take to what she had done before granted in the middle of the show spoiler she does sing some opera but um yeah it's it's this this particular character was so different than anything I'd seen her in before Mm -hmm, this mm -hmm. that was nice to see too Uh, and I love that he kind of that uh Sir Andrew went back to his rock and roll roots.
1: You know, with
0: a lot of rock stuff. I mean, I think people were kind of resting on um, the whole phantom thing or the Mm -hmm. whole cats thing. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you go back a little further. Yeah. And you know that that is in him to do. Yeah, for sure. Which
1: which I think, like, brings us nicely back to the new Cinderella that we talked about last week and oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the clip that we watched it's like that is is the rock and roll Andrew Weber. Yeah. the older he gets the more he wants to rock out and I'm <laughs> yes, I am here hey, for, rock it. Out. I am yeah. for it I am here for it so it's interesting
0: oh what's he was the one that did the the new wizard of oz one too didn't
1: he he did do the new wizard of oz yeah there was a song that actually from that uh one, the Witch's song which is called red shoes blues which i did um i did it at a cabaret several mm-hmm. years ago i did not see the production somebody had just recommended that song to me so i i picked up that song so i haven't seen that production like there are other shows of his that that i haven't seen um you know, Aspects of Love, which I think we we touched on briefly last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Song and Dance, which was a combination of variations and Tell Me on a Sunday, which started Bernadette Peters, which again I didn't see. I just had the the cast recording. Um, you know, so so really the the ones that I've seen are the ones that we've we've right. talked about. You know, I haven't seen a I haven't seen a um more than what we've been discussing and I'm sure there are other shows out there that we, we haven't even touched on Jeez. and you know you all can tell us what what is your favorite Andrew Lloyd Webber show let us know absolutely let us and know. if you
0: have seen Wizard of Oz his version of Wizard of Oz his production of it let us know um, how it was because that was interesting too you know he a whole new score and a whole new hmm. um, I remember them doing
1: a giant casting call for the Toronto production, which was maybe an out of town tryout. And they did this whole like TV. It was like a reality show on Canadian television or casting Dorothy for that, that production. Um, So, you know, kind of in the same vein as, uh, Legally Blonde, the search for (laughs) (laughs) L. All
0: right, well, um, this has been a long and lovely chat. Indeed Um, (laughs) it (laughs) has. So this, we're just going to wrap up. Um, This is the end of this lovely episode of Broadway Babies. I am Stephanie Anderson.
1: And I'm Noelle Hannibal.
0: And once again, you can find us on Twitter at way underscore babies and on facebook at broadway babies tv and we will see you again next time have a great absolutely. one
1: absolutely and please do let us know what you'd like to hear us chat about we would love to hear from you yes <laughs> see you next time <laughs> bye, <talking>. All
0: right. <laughs> bye.